Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Corner of Gray Street podcast. We are back. And as always, I'm Bruce, and I'm joined by my partner in crime, Nolan. Hey, buddy. Bruce, we are back. Reunited, and it feels so good to be back. It has been a while. What a... Man, we wrapped up the... A little West Coast, Midwest run there on the summer pseudo tour and took a nice little well-deserved break. Uh, what have you been up to? Yeah, it has been a while. Um, oh, man, months and months. We didn't mean for it to be this long of a break, that is for sure. <laughs> um, we had some things we wanted to do. Some things fell through. Some things will still happen. Um, but, you know, personally, it seems like has been a whirlwind of stuff, too. Obviously, um a lot of stuff happening in the world, but we are going to be having a baby boy in May. Um, we got, or my wife got, I did not get pregnant, um, back in August. And so May is going to bring your son another uh, friend. So we will, yes. uh, we are looking forward to that. It's a lot of stuff going on there. Um, and then December comes around and um, my wife and I both get covid and it was super not fun, at least for me. Was it kicked me, knocked me on my ass there for a few days. But um, mm. I think that we're all over that. But it just seemed like a lot of other stuff. I'm sure there's plenty that I'm missing, but who cares about that? What about you? What have you been up to? How are the Ellenbergs transitioning into their new home that they've been in for now just a few months, I believe? Oh, all good. Spending a lot of quality time at home. Uh, really only go... From the house uh, to work, and uh, college basketball has been quite the challenge this year. Just trying to even play games, so work's been a little up and down. And then on the uh, personal front, everything everything's good now. Had a little scare with uh, my wife. Uh, had some some really bad blood clots, and um, it's a little a little scary there for a few days. But she is okay and. And good to go, and we're just ready to get things going in this new year. And uh, new year, new president. Uh, feel like things are things are looking up. I feel pretty hopeful right now with um, with everything. Absolutely, I think that that's a good way to look towards twenty twenty one. Is hopeful, um, and yeah, we are definitely glad that your wife is back on the men. That was uh, that was super scary. And um, yeah. I think it was during our, our personal one-year anniversary weekend, and then it we're was. getting um, calls or and texts and stuff from you. And I was like, "What is going on?" It was just it, it was a lot there, and that was I think right after the election. There's just so much going on. Yeah. Um, and you know, meanwhile, during all of this stuff going on in our own lives and in the world, DMB was were well, some members of DMB were doing a few things, and apparently. A lot, or all of the members of DMB did some things too, Nolan. Um, we have a couple things, I guess, that we can glance over here um, mm -hmm. right before we get into the meat of the 40th episode of this podcast. Probably the best thing that has happened all quarantine was the warehouse exclusive Dave and Carter Haunted Hollow studio session. I mean, that got announced and came out the week um, that I was in the hospital with my wife and that like seriously helped me get through it a lot looking having something to look forward to like that and bruce man they delivered and i think it was one of the best things the band has ever done it was so freaking cool it really was um and you know obviously it made me want the full band to be doing something like that. I mean, that would just be so cool. Even, you know, everyone in a different room kind of yeah. reminds me a little bit of when they do those studio videos and you can see exactly, uh, mm -hmm. you know, they're in their own little elements and rooms. That kind of reminded me of that. But Nolan, Dave and Carter only. And it was pre-recorded, professionally recorded, perfect video cuts. The audio was great. Yeah. And just some unique stuff that you wouldn't have necessarily thought you'd hear 
And maybe one of the best parts about it was actually Carter's beard. <laughs> yeah, him and Dave, both with the uh, quarantine beards. But Carter, man, they, they got a little gray in the beards now. Um, but, you know, Carter said he was a little rusty. He did not look rusty. And I think that was the most evident on the final song, Halloween, just Dave and Carter, and Carter just ripping. And just exactly the way, like Dave said, the way they played it the first time they played it, and that was just like, I mean, that <laughs> that made me so happy with Dave and Carter and the band. That It was so good, man. Oh, absolutely. I think that you and I had talked about before, and we've talked about this a million times, and this is tailgate talks brought to you on this podcast right here i'm sure every single one of you have talked about this at your tailgate talked about this when you've uh, predicted songs for a show or just said i want this is a dave and carter duet halloween and we're like oh "Oh, they're doing a duet they have to do halloween i mean if they love us at all (laughs) i mean but if they (laughs) do something like that and we're like that's not gonna happen like it just that's just it seems so easy to do i mean it seems like yeah they would do that but you just don't want to assume anything like, and then they did it. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a couple of other gems in there. I mean, first off, they opened with "Out of My Hands," which is super odd, but it was awesome. Um, then yeah. you've got stuff like "Say Goodbye." Duh. I mean, how cool was that? "Pay for What You Get." Mm. Awesome. "Lover Lay Down," which was beautiful, and then that closing Halloween. I mean, I, you know, I, I haven't really honestly listened to it again since that. Um, Same. I kind of, now that we're talking about i'm kind of kicking myself i think it's going to be released to warehouse members as the warehouse warehouse disc for last year members um so you know hoping to get that crisp and clean copy here soon um little high fidelity dave and carter action so that'll be cool yeah need to listen to that again asap and bruce we uh we were hearing some rumors about a new album, which Dave confirmed right around the time we were uh, wrapping up the pseudo summer tour, and it's been pretty quiet since then, and uh, not a whole lot of news except Fonz in the last uh, week or so has been tweeting a little bit about it. Seems like we might have uh, some nasty Fonz bass lines in this one, according to him, and maybe all new songs. What do you What are you hearing? That would be awesome. Uh, Fonz, you can let me, you can put your nasty bass lines into any of my ears at any time. I'm ready for it. <laughs> um, uh, Fonz, as per usual, is probably the most underrated um, musician in the band. Um, and just, you know, he's also kind of like the liaison to the fans from the band. He's kind of the one that's mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um, more apt to, you know, bringing some info or saying kind of what he thinks or what others may think as well. He's very outspoken. um, And, you know, I think that that's a pretty cool thing, regardless of what some may think of Fonz's opinions on life or politics or the band. I think that it's really cool that he's that outspoken. So it doesn't bother me whatsoever. Um, But yes, Nolan, new album, potentially Dave was kind of spilling some beans there at the end of the year. Um, which is not necessarily normal for him. He was going on a few, I think, um, maybe a Sirius XM thing. He spoke to someone else. There were a few interviews with Dave. We heard a couple new song names, I believe. Um, and he was going on about how one of them is the most beautiful song he's ever written. Um, yeah. And the name of that song is actually slipping my memory at the moment. But uh, he talked about it maybe being about a mushroom trip through the woods I mean, just (laughs) Dave unhinged. It was awesome. I'm really, really excited about it. Um, Yeah, we do have a little bit of news as far as, yes, we can confirm that um, each band member at some point in time was in the studio to record parts. Um, Some parts were also just worked on remotely. I believe Fonz even talked about that in his tweet, Nolan, that um, he he had sent in some things. But we have uh, heard that each band member did make it in. They did some um, strict testing protocols and then some other timeline things. Dave apparently finished some stuff up in Seattle on vocals um, later on in, I believe, September or October. And as we all know, it takes a couple months for an album to kind of be put together once everything has been laid down. Um, 
And so I believe uh, Rob Evans is going to be producing. And so mm-hmm. that'll be really cool. He's done a few TR3 records. Um, and I'm super excited. We don't have much else other than that. Like you said, it's kind of gone dark and itching for some info. Yeah, Bruce, that one song that Dave was talking about was you know, the favorite song he's ever written was Walk Around the Moon. And yes. Yeah, cool name. The only other tidbits we've got were some some great investigative work on the boards and uh, some screenshots from the uh, Rockbridge Guitar Contest videos. And uh, you can see Dave and John Alagia. <laughs> yes, I, yes. Yeah, which that's awesome. Whoever won the Rockbridge Guitar is very nice. But there's a whiteboard behind them in the video and looks like some song names written on there. We've got a couple starts off eight the ocean and the butterfly which obviously we have heard and we know about it says number nine is stay hungry 10 uke and then maybe revolution with a cb next to it carter beauford not sure (laughs) i'm ready for the uke revolution yeah what is that and then alasia's head is blocking out looks like 11 through 16 and then on the other side, you have 26 Monster and 27 Dream So Real. So that's pretty interesting. And then on the on the left-hand side of the screen, there is a whiteboard that is partially cut off. And I'm seeing the words Electro Kit. There's a drawing of a goat. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> Dave taking drew a that. Poop or something. Uh, yep. And then I see... Heart, CB Electro Kit, Utterfly CB. Kind of hard to tell the rest, but S Dunn and the and Young, and then at the bottom, '70s song. Ooh. Dave did mention that there was a retro song in this batch, so that's about all we got. We have exhausted all of our investigative tools here, Bruce. And uh, biggest takeaway for me is shocked that a dream so real is on the list uh always loved that tune yeah absolutely and you said that it was also number like the 27th song on their list yeah. there literally written out list so we know or one would presume and assume that there were 27 songs at least that they were working on here um for this project and that's pretty cool with Fonz uh saying that they are potentially all new songs. Maybe A Dream So Real won't make it, but I would not mind a studio cut of A Dream So Real. I think that that would be real good. And um, speaking of things that we think that would be real good that we have heard live before, Nolan, what's the one song we would really, really like to be on this album? Uh, Number 40, duh. Just kidding. We'll get into that later. Bismarck, come on, guys. That song is good to go. Dave, Bismarck, do it. That's all we need. That's all we need in our lives. We need a little studio Bismarck. Maybe you guys can just release. I mean, come on. You you guys wanted Biden and Harris in the White House so badly. You told us for months and months we needed to do this. Well, we made it happen. Give us studio Bismarck. Come on. That's the least <laughs> you can do, right? That's what I'm talking about. Like, come on. But... Yeah, Nolan, this is super exciting. I'm really, really hoping that we start to hear something here soon. Um, You would just kind of think right here at the end of January, beginning of February would be a nice time to drop in a little bit of, hey, guys, there may not be a summer tour. We don't know yet, but guess what we've been working on? And uh, just give us a little bit of something. Yeah, and I think it would be pretty easy for them to do that now that they are, everyone's accustomed to FaceTiming and Zoom and you know dave's been all over all of that so i think a nice message uh album announcement would be something to get us through this uh this winter i mean that would be just terrific and bruce i think it's now it's time for a sponsor yes sir nolan before we get into the nitty-gritty of episode 40 hmm, i wonder what we'll talk about this episode I don't know. I guess you'll have to wait Mm. to find out. We did want to introduce one of our newest sponsors, and that's going to be Ember and Ash Candle Company. Let me tell you something, Nolan. These are beautiful hand-poured soy candles and wax melts. 
And this is a brand new Etsy shop. And let me tell you something. These homemade candles, well, they obviously smell great, but they look great too. So they, uh, they added some of these little fun accents on top that are also made out of the soy or the wax there. Like little fruits or flowers or something. And then they have these beautiful swirl candles and melts that look awesome. Let me tell you something, guys. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. And not only are candles a good gift, but they also have these little bleeding heart melts that are shaped like little hearts. And they melt into these beautiful colors. They emit room-filling scents that will leave you tantalized. And let me tell you something. They're offering 10% off. I mean, come on, guys. Candles, they're not that expensive. 10% off, that's great. With code GRAYSTREETPOD. And if you spend, I believe it's $35, Nolan, you get free shipping shipped right to you in time for Valentine's Day. Boom! They're a brand new Etsy shop based out of Detroit, Michigan. Check them out. Support them, guys. That's Ember and Ash Candle Company. Check them out on Etsy. And remember, code GRAYSTREETPOD. 10% off. Do it. Well said, Bruce. Now it's time to get into it. The history and evolution of number 40. The fan favorite. It packs a punch for how small of a song it is. It is so, so good. And we're going to hit you with a couple of DMB Almanac facts about it. You know it as number 40. Some people know it as always. But it has only been played fully 26 times since 1995 with 32 partial plays and 56 teases. Yes, this song has mainly been a tease for the greater part of the last 20 plus years. But we're going to get into all of it, Bruce. You've had a good tidbit. First teased in the fall of 1994. Tell me about that. Yeah, absolutely. So welcome to the 40th episode, number 40. You know we had to do it. And yeah, you're exactly right, dude. I mean, 1994, no one, I didn't even know this until we started researching about number 40. Uh, November 1st, 1994 in Amsterdam, out of all places, what is apparently considered to be the band's first show outside of North America. How about that, huh? Um, it's only the chorus chords there played by Dave, strum by Dave. You can tell that he has an idea there. Roy and Fonz kind of fill in, and it sounds like a beautiful um, little tease there. And they actually sandwich it right there in the middle of Best of What's Around and song that Jane likes in this show. And they sandwiched it in there in between the Best of What's Around and uh, the song that Jane likes here at this show. And it's just a few seconds long, probably about 20 or 30 seconds here, Nolan. So I think we should just throw it in here. It's pretty unique. We've got Dave, Roy, and Fonz, little 40 tees for you back in 1994. cool tease there Bruce um, but now we're going to get into the first time it was played song debut April 5th 1995 and you probably know this show better as the Academy acoustic show DMB live release Bruce this is one of one of our favorite shows in general oh yeah absolutely um that was so cool when they did release this and then they released it on vinyl no I had to cop that yeah Obviously, we love the band in an acoustic format. Um, we got to see that for a couple years on tour, but that wasn't the same as what we got here in this Academy show. I mean, this was truly a full band acoustic in a small setting. Um, that's what I wanted to see. You know, not in this big amphitheater where Carter ends up playing basically his regular kit, kind of stripped down. I mean, this is a full 23-song um, acoustic show, and this version of 40 is, I mean, it is really good. And pretty amazing for the first time that they played it. And even Dave, you know, he mentions that these are going to be the first people to have ever heard this song. And he says, I hope you don't mind. No, we don't mind at all, Dave. And I don't mind. Let's play it right now. I've heard you once, you know, you're quite loud, mate. <laughs> 
debut and I I don't mind listening to it on vinyl from time to time that is a very nice uh, vinyl that we both have Bruce um, one thing to note of this one as I was doing a little bit of uh, prep work for this pod Dave says toward the beginning of the song the lyric I'm captain of this ship Ooh. a little, a little uh, foreshadowing there to captain and I believe they were actually started working on Captain around 1995, so a little intertwining of songs there. But Bruce, we uh, we asked our resident historians and friends of the pod, the guys at DMB Almanac, you know, what they thought about number 40. And, uh, you know, they've been around a lot longer than us, and they know, they know everything about everything um, related <laughs> to the band. So here's, here's some uh, words of wisdom. A little history lesson from the Almanac guys about number 40. They start off by saying it is the first true organized fan campaign. And Halloween was the closest to a chase song um, before 40. But 40 was different, uh, driven by one version in particular, the Yoshi's version, which we will get to in a bit. But back in 98, it was hard to get shows with decent sounding versions of number 40. Audience tapes were rough in the SBD policy changed right before its debut. So combine that with the tour being mostly south and west coast outside of their home base of tapers, there just weren't a ton. Um, Just Yoshi's, and fans began bringing signs to shows and handing Dave literal tapes of the Yoshi's performance, saying, (laughs) please play this and play it this way. We want this. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that you know, it makes perfect sense back in the, uh, you know, looking back at the history of the band, when they stop allowing... Um, tapers to plug into the soundboard, you're going to start getting rougher tapes. And you'll be able to notice that um, if you do go back and listen to some older shows in around 95, that policy changed. So it's like, oh, now now the tapes don't sound nearly as good. What happened? They weren't plugging into the soundboard. Um, mm. But yeah, so kind of continuing with that history, Nolan, you know, if you look at the Almanac, we see that 96, 97, nothing from 40, just zilch. Then all of a sudden in 98, the entire year, nothing happens. But then in the winter, there were a couple teases. And one of the more famous teases that we all have heard is going to come at the United Center, live in Chicago. That show in December uh, 12, 19, it was the tour closer. There was a live stream. So this is a big deal Dave plays it right before Lie in Our Graves. So now Mm. people have a clear recording. They've got a webcast of it. Boom. Here's number 40 in the flesh. Now it's going to become a big deal. And the lore of the song just keeps growing because there were no shows again until the Dave and Tim 1999 winter opener. Um, It snuck in the encore there. Uh, It goes right into typical situation. Pretty cool version, Bruce. Yes. the few teases the rest of the tour turned it into the most wanted song in 99 and it was played fairly regularly that summer um mainly as a dave solo song but bruce let's uh let's hear that dave and tim 1999 tour opener in the encore (laughs) 
That was really cool. It's obviously good to throw in a Dave and Tim version, any sort of variety that we can get here. But pretty cool that, uh, you know, 96, 97, basically all of 98, 40 is gone. People really begging for it. And here's Dave giving it to the fans here. The first show of 1999 in Richmond, Virginia, that Dave and Tim show. Uh, This is actually almost exactly 22 years ago. Uh, This was on January 19th. Right there at the E1 slot, right there before typical situation. Um, by the way, Nolan Spoon was played at that show, so uh, that's goat. Yeah. But 1999, one of the more awesome Dave and Tim tours ever. Winter 99, he plays it quite a few times, actually. Um, you get quite a few number 40s in 1999 is actually the most popular year for 40, period. Uh, mm-hmm. This kind of leads into that entire summer having some full kind of full bands. Um, we've got some Dave Carter sort of stuff like that going on. And um, one of the most famous lines of the song, Nolan actually kicked off in the uh, summer of 99. Yep. Pittsburgh, June 4th, 1999 um, <laughs> is where the line tables turned again, became the standard opening line. So that is, that's pretty cool. Just a time and we want to wide and The tables turn again. that we can drink that we Obviously, that is like synonymous with the song. Now you hear that right when the song starts and the crowd goes bananas and <laughs> yeah. yeah we've uh we've got some more live versions to talk about um here in a minute but bruce we're gonna talk about uh number 40 in the studio or maybe what we've heard about number 40 in the studio and i think you mentioned in our notes that they maybe toyed around with it um in the making of crash yeah there's some there's some rumblings that um you know it's hard to confirm these things because we don't actually have um, any leaks from these. Maybe that's a good thing so the band can't get mad at us for having leaks for every album that they ever do. Um, but it's rumored that it was messed around with uh, messed around for Crash um, and potentially during the end of the Lily White sessions as well. Um, also, there is potentially a demo of it from that 94-95 era. era. Uh, so that could be out there somewhere. Um, by the way, if you're listening and you have that, send us our way. Um, but um, Nolan, you also brought up that it was listed as potentially being recorded or messed with during the before these crowded street sessions as well. Uh, I mean, it sounds like that they were just kept toying with the song, but it just never really materialized into anything in the studio. Yeah, it also sounds like we need to get our hands on some type of deluxe package of Crash oh. in BTCS and Lily White Sessions. I need like a Let It Be style movie of all of these. Um, Maybe one day, guys. Maybe one day. But Bruce, most notably, we actually have video evidence of it being worked on in a studio (laughs) from May 8th, 2009. 
And this is all courtesy of the Road to Big Whiskey Fuse documentary. The studio at the Palms in Las Vegas right before DMB's two shows at the MGM Grand. Dave and Cavallo in the studio there at the Palms. Um, He sits down with the guitar and says he never knew the words. He just always made them up. But there's a particular version that the fans want, but he doesn't know what it is because he just gets up there and he just starts talking and he just makes the stuff up. That version is Yoshi's 95. And, um, you know, he's like, I know how the song goes. I know how to play it, but I don't know the words. And then he goes on to play a significant amount of Sugar Will, um, which Cavallo pipes the rest of the band in and Dave's playing his acoustic guitar for that mesmerizing sugar will riff and i mean the the song is done there's no vocals but the music is there which is also just such a tease and bruce i doubt we'll ever hear it studio it's possible we want i think we uh that we won't but i think that we can kind of figure out what the lyrics would be to sugar will since dave sings it the exact same way now um Mm -hmm. there's no more improv lyrics on sugar will but maybe that's the actual studio lyrics, what he, what they do live now. Um, but yeah, sidetracked on Sugar Will, also awesome song. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was pretty cool to see Dave talk about 40 like that and ramble on and, I don't know it, I don't know it, or whatever. And it's like, well, you know, there's this thing called the Almanac. And if you ever actually wanted to know the words to that song that people keep bugging you about and uh, chafing your ass about, you could probably find it thanks to the guys at the Almanac. They have it written out there for you, Dave. But um, I don't really care if Dave sings the Yoshi's version every time they play 40, so um, people can kind of shut up about that. Who cares? We, we are going to talk <laughs> about Yoshi's version, Nolan. But, um, you know, will we ever get a Studio 40? You said box set. Uh, excuse me. This is the 25th year since Crash was released. 25th anniversary sounds like a box set year sounds like a hey we recorded other stuff here's some little studio demo tapes come on mm. dmb do it please please do it and while you're doing that how about you also come back and play a concert in cameron indoor stadium that would be lovely and play number 40 there because the second time number 40 was played was at the famous Cameron Indoor Stadium in Durham, North Carolina. It is a DMB Live, one of our favorites for obviously biased reasons, but April 7th, <laughs> 1995. And Dave just absolutely sums up the acoustics in Cameron pretty well with you can see the noise bouncing off the walls. And that is very accurate, very loud in there, wild acoustics. And you can do that without doing drugs. Yeah, no, that is true. And I believe the always line, the way Dave ends that chorus, um, originated here. Uh, It was absent in that first version, but you can hear it one time in this song toward the end. But man, I love the way Carter gets into this one, um, especially for the second time being played. You can tell he's really feeling it. Good version, Bruce. Yeah, absolutely. And just a really cool show in general. And spoiler alert, if you can count, which I would imagine that most of you can, this is episode 40. So what's the next episode? That's right, 41. Way to go, everybody. Um, And number 41 actually made its debut at this same show. Some of you may remember that it was kind of titled 41 Police because it sounded like a police song. Um, And that this is where it debuted. Cameron Indoor Stadium, Duke University, on what would later be known as Coach K Court. The GOAT, and one of the GOAT songs, debuted there. How fitting. And we'll go over that in much more detail on episode 41. But Nolan, we have some more uh, notable versions of 40 here to go over before we wrap up episode 40. So why don't you lead us through some of our other favorites? Bruce, are you ready for a hot take? Yeah. This next version, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, 1995, Salem, Oregon, live tracks, volume 12, released on July 8th, 2008, Number 40 in the E1, Dave Solo. I think this is the best version of number 40. Ooh, baby. 
Okay. I do. Hot take alert. Uh, if you're if you're in that crowd that is all about the Dave brings the energy, you got it in this version of Forty. Uh, man, it's just Dave, and Dave just pours his heart out into this one, screaming, wailing. You've never heard a number forty like this one. And what are your thoughts on that? You know, that's um, mm, man. I think that you could be right there. I. There are a lot of good versions of 40, especially when Dave gets into it. Um, you know, we just mentioned the one about, you know, from Cameron with Carter going nuts. I love the acoustic version um, from the Academy and another acoustic version we're going to mention here in a moment that was just a few days after this. Ooh, it's tough. Um, you know what? I mean, hell with it. I haven't listened to this one in a while. I'll go ahead and agree with you. The Corner of Gray Street's favorite version is going to be 5595 Cinco de Mayo. Um, live tracks 12 from Salem, Oregon. Yeah. We will go with that. against the grain of what most people consider to be the number 40. And that's this next one from Yoshi's. Um, just five days later, May 10th, 95, over in Oakland, 
Um, this was actually broadcast live on the radio. And uh, Nolan, this seems to be just kind of the general consensus best number 40 ever. This is the one that they gave Dave tapes of that they mm-hmm. are still asking for. But Dave doesn't know it, so. <laughs> I mean, I get it. This is a, I mean, this is a beautiful performance of the song. It is just, everything about it is good. It's not dripping in tequila like the last version was that we talked <laughs> about. But, I mean, this is this is gorgeous stuff right here. And, um, you know, Carter gets in on it a little bit. Fonz here and there and then Boyd adds a little bit at the end and it's a very long version of it too it's over four and a half minutes long and um, comes right after the debut of Don't Burn the Pig um, which is another really sweet version of that song Bruce yeah so cool um, that they close the show with Don't Burn the Pig a debut and then number 40 brand new song and, you know, basically both songs are improv lyrics for Dave and just very loose in the acoustic setting. It was it was super cool. Um, it had been a long time kind of since I had listened uh, to the show and didn't remember that Don't Burn the Pig. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't revisited it, even though it's a pretty famous show. Um, it makes yeah. me want to go back and kind of listen to some old stuff here. It kind of got it kind of got out of it a little bit and um dave's voice was a little rough for this show but it was super cool just to hear all of that in the acoustic setting and we're actually gonna go ahead and play this entire version at the end of the podcast so just stay tuned if you want the yoshis the version that most hardcores consider the best of all time number 40 we're gonna tag that here at the end of the episode nolan but we do before we get to the end we still have some more we still have some more 40s that are worth mentioning um in dmb history here yeah and this one is not super notable but um mesa arizona 5 just four days after yoshi's uh Copperpot, of course, has the video of this <laughs> on his YouTube channel, because why not? So if you want to see a 95 number 40, check this one out. Pretty cool, Dave on the chat. <sighs> but then also, we're going to go uh, about 10 years down the road. Uh, June 2nd, 2006, at the Creek, Deer Creek, the Almanac Guys home venue. Check out episode 30 for our complete breakdown of the 06 Deer Creek weekend. By the way, Bruce, why don't you tell this story about the chanting for number 40 and Dave's reaction? Oh, gladly. So, yeah, on June 2nd, 06, that was night one there. Um, and like Nolan said, yeah, check out episode 30. We went in, we went deep into the creek. We dove into Deer Creek like you've never dove in before. But so, okay, obviously, Nolan, fans are just getting spoiled. They're going to start chanting and chanting for stuff. And if you keep giving them things, they're going to chant for something else. So they started chanting for 40. And Dave kind of, you know, always did what he did to get people to shut up and tease a few seconds of it and stop. So he kind of um, turned around to Carter, probably laughing or whatever. And the crowd starts booing, um, (laughs) which is hilarious. And... Um, from one of the Almanac guys, they told us that, and they were there, they said they'll never forget the look on his face because Dave turned back around and was like, the hell? Like, what? And people kind of booed, laughed or whatever, and then he told everyone that tomorrow sounds like a good day. June 3rd, 2006. Here comes number 40 in the encore. Um, and right before they liberated Dreaming Tree. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I need Dreaming Tree in my life. I mean, oh my gosh, I've only seen it once. This is ridiculous. But, Nolan, that was pretty cool. And is definitely one of the uh, more famous number 40 moments with the booing and then the uh, subsequent Dave playing it on the second night. Yeah, and he also used these same lyrics as he did 
for the August 25th, 2001 Gorge version. Oh. So maybe Dave was checking out the Almanac. I don't know. He's always talking about it. Every time he brings it back a little bit, he's like, this is my most recent draft. So <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He's, he's being a little coy about it. Classic Dave. Two years later, SPAC, June 21st, 2008. This is the definitive version of number 40 from DMB 2.0 and beyond. And, I mean, of course it happens at SPAC. SPAC, SPAC, SPAC. <laughs> this is released on Warehouse 5, Volume 10. It was that good. It made a Warehouse album, guys. It's the first time played that wasn't a tease or partial since June 12th, 2001. Seven years on the shelf, and that last show was a giant stadium show. Dave Solo, performance of 40. But Bruce, we find number 40 here at SPAC in kind of an unexpected place. Yeah, absolutely. You know, generally it's that 
encore one slot. You get that, uh, they come back out or Dave comes back out solo, boom, here you go. And, um, they, and he plays it for you. But this one was actually mid-set. And randomly between A Dream So Real and Cornbread, um, you know, this was when A Dream So Real wasn't really played much that year. So that was rare. Um, and this entire show, for some reason, SPAC people think is cool. I don't know, whatever. Um, but no, this is one <laughs> of the better shows out there in 2008. And honestly, um, ever since Tim joined the band, this is one of the best shows out there. So that is pretty cool. Check it out. That's 621. 2008 Nolan and yeah it seems like SPAC kind of has a uh, monopoly on number 40 these days because the yeah. the last uh, version that we kind of want or the last couple versions that we're going to highlight here are all from SPAC um, and we skip over <laughs> seven years later to SPAC again I mean one of the shows that we've talked about recently uh, that's July 4th 2015 because a, uh, a certain guest of this podcast made an appearance at that show as well yeah, friend of the show, Bela Fleck, guesting on that one. Um, we broke that down a little bit with him. So check that interview out, one of our favorites that we've done on this podcast. But um, yeah, July 4th, 2015, first time number 40 has been played as more than a tease since 12-18-12. First time in full since that last SPAC show we talked about, and first time oh. in full by Dave Solo. Since that giant stadium show. So all kinds of libs, liberations going on at SPAC. And then Bruce, the most recent version is, of course, has to be SPAC again. This time, July 13th, 2019. So that was DMV's last summer tour. Wow. Excuse me. Most recent summer tour. Not their there last. So... There's a little Dave and Carter, one minute short, number 40. But I guess moral of this story is we need to go to SPAC to see number 40. And whenever they're playing again, I'm going to SPAC. I'm doing it. <laughs> Good. I keep saying um, that, but I'm doing it. I love it because that kind of leads um, into when we've seen 40. And it leads me into I've seen it at SPAC. Um, <sighs> I've only seen 40 twice. Um, and one of them was in SPAC in 2012. It was Dave Solo, um, and it was a partial right before If Only, and then Hello Billies, little Halloween into Tripping Billies Encore. That was a great show, yeah. uh, 2012. Um, and then I've seen it one other time, and I think you and I both saw it at this show. We did. Seville 2010 tour finale, epic all-time encore Starts us off with the, uh, comes out on the, with the tuned down 12 string prior to last stop. And then we get the little partial number 40. You and I were going nuts. It was epic. Our first number 40 and my only number 40. I will always remember that and that encore as just an all time great DMB moment. But Bruce, you know, we've only seen it a handful of times, but we've seen Can't Stop It combined like 20 times. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Can't Stop's definitely uh, creeping up there on us seeing it 40 combined <laughs> times. And 40, we are at three. Um, and two, if you only say if we've seen it at different locations. So that's kind of that's kind of sad, Nolan. But it is what it is. And ladies and gentlemen, that kind of wraps up our um, 40th episode here. Talking about the song number 40. You know, we really wanted to kind of do a little deep dive, just some of our favorite versions, play a few of them for you, and just give you a little bit of history on that song. And, um, you know, it's a little bit of a mysterious song because it hasn't been played a ton, um, but it is definitely a crowd favorite and probably the song, the quietest song that gets the loudest crowd reaction um, in the DMV repertoire. Absolutely. And I would just add that. I love the message of the song, especially now in its um, kind of later forms, um, the way it's evolved. It's now more about always being there for your significant other is kind of how I look at it. And uh, just a very sweet song, you know, one of my favorites. So that was really fun getting to go through the history and evolution of number 40. And hopefully we get to see it again next time DMB or Dave takes the stage. Um, Want to shout out our other sponsors real quick. Cruise into Wellness CBD 
and Scones by Juliet. Check out her amazing scones on her Etsy shop. Great sponsors that we are very happy to have back with us on the pod. So, Bruce, what is next for the pod? Yeah, I mean, well, as, as far as for us, obviously, episode 41 is coming up. I think you all can kind of guess how we're going to do these numbered episodes here since 40 was about song 40. What do you think 41 is going to be about? That's right. We'll do a deep dive on the song number 41, and it will probably be a lot deeper of a dive than we did tonight. Um, and with, you know, a little bit more music, a little bit more of the evolution of the song, because there's a lot to unpack there and a lot of epic, epic versions. Um, but also, Nolan, probably by the time everyone listens to this, they would have also been able to listen to a new unreleased show so how about telling everybody what they can expect on Sirius XM this Friday January 22nd yeah Sirius XM keeping the Friday night concerts going uh, previously unreleased no circulating copies of this show from 12 North Charleston South Carolina come on down um, kind of a, an interesting show, uh, Satellite Closer. Hmm. <laughs> Odd. That's that doesn't happen very often, if ever. I'd love to know how many times that has actually happened. Um, but there's a Let You Down full band performance in this one. So, you know, one of the bigger rarities in DMB, uh, in the DMB catalog. So that's pretty cool. We'll be tuning into that one and talk about it next time, um, probably. So, Bruce, that's about it. Hopefully we get uh, a couple of intriguing interviews that we've been trying to uh, nail down here in the next couple weeks and get back on track and be on the lookout for new album news. That would be awesome. Um, I'd love to have to schedule some emergency podcasts because we get some new album news, uh, something like that, something positive in the DMB camp. That would be amazing. Um, and yeah, that about wraps it up. Hopefully we do have some unique content to bring you even after episode 41. You know that we will. You know that we will. We're getting back on the saddle. We're, we're ready to ride now, baby. It's 2021. Oh, yeah. A new hope, a new dawn, a new day. It's time to go, Nolan. Um but yeah, everybody, thank you for joining us. And thanks for you know all the kind words that you said in the offseason about how you enjoyed the Pseudo Summer Tour. Thank you guys that have uh, purchased some merch. We still have a few shirts left, some stickers as well. If you go over to our Etsy page, um, please buy them all up. Get them out of my... Uh, Soon to be baby nursery room. I need to get. I need to clean it out. So help us out, guys. Uh, get our merch out of here. That would be awesome. And um, Nolan, tell them where they can find us, and um, we'll talk to you guys on episode forty-one. Yeah, we're gonna start to get a little more active back on our uh, social channels. So at Gray Street Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We are the corner of Gray Street Podcast Facebook page. Uh, hit us up. Um, via email, graystreetpod at gmail.com, Etsy shop, we're doing it all, so hit us up, be on the lookout. Bruce, it was great to be doing this once again. I have missed it terribly. Abso-freaking-lutely. Welcome to 2021. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is going to be a great year for DMB. By the way, this is the 30th year of DMB. Yeah, be on the lookout. We'll have some cool stuff for the 30th anniversary of the band as well. We love you guys. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time on The Corner of Gray Street.
Christmas with her grandma tear you shed for me. I wish that I could climb inside your mind and spend some time in there, hug and hold you and mold you into what I'd like. But no, I can't do this. You're just a kiss to spend a while by you. Familiar smell and voice while Then you lean back and smiling on you Most everything you do for me I say And why lets me go and feel warm the middle of this storm with you of love and throw angel Oh well all the friends that say boss is good boss is right I say Thank you all very much for coming and hanging out with us today. We've had a good time. Sweet. Hey, music fans. We wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy.